Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and a videocast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. We also teach you how to make your bucket list dreams come true. I think we all have a bucket list, whether it's like me to visit every country in the world, whether it's like you uh, wanting to uh, visit Machu Picchu or the Great Wall of China or the Pyramids of Giza or go scuba diving or shark cage diving or uh, go to one of the major music festivals or cultural festivals of the world. There, there are so many bucket list items and you have to figure out which ones are best for you. And on today's episode, we have our special guest, Chase, uh, who is the founder of the Bucket List Lifestyle. Uh, his website call, is called bucketlistlifestyle.com. Um, he has an inc interesting backstory of how he started his bucket list and also how he turned the bucket list into a full source, uh, full-time source of income uh, by taking people on adventure tours with him so they can live their bucket list dreams too. Uh, so Chase, uh, we're going to be finding about him, uh, his bucket list uh, lifestyle website, and about his tours. So Chase, uh, maybe you can uh, share a little bit of your backstory for the listeners and viewers. Uh, who are you and what made you get into the bucket list lifestyle? Yeah, thank you. First, Rick, thank you so much for having me. Honestly, like I've been listening to your podcast. I absolutely love it. And uh, yeah, just, just want to say thank you and hello to all the viewers out there and listeners out there. I'm super excited to provide you guys with as much value as I possibly can. It has been a long experience for me and it's been incredible and there's a lot of lessons to share with all of you. Uh, so as you asked about like my backstory, where this all kind of started, in a nutshell, uh, putting six years into a nutshell, uh, I'm a small town guy. You know, I grew up in a town of 300 people and uh, I did not grow up wealthy. I am not one of those guys traveling the world on their, uh, their parents, you know, fund, their trust fund or anything like that. That is for dang sure. Um, I not only am I a small town guy, but I actually got married really young. So I got married at 19 years old, you know, high school sweetheart. And subsequently, I got divorced very young uh, at 22 years old. And it absolutely broke my heart. And it just tore my version of reality wide open. It pulled the carpet out from underneath me. And it was honestly, Rick, it was a really dark time. Uh, it was easily the darkest time of my life. There was pretty severe depression, um, thoughts of suicide. It was a time in my life where, man, I, uh, I never want to go back there again. That is for dang sure. But here's the thing. I'm so, so, so happy that it happened because it was a slap in the face. When this all started, this, this downward spiral, the tornado of poop that I was in, I uh, started, I was 50 pounds overweight. I was a caregiver in a nursing home. I was severely depressed. And uh, man, I was just living a life that was going to lead me to a place where I would be making no difference in the world. I would end up just being another guy, another uh, grain of sand on the beach. And I'm so, so grateful that I had those dark times because in that, I had to make a decision. Do I keep going down in this downward spiral? Do I keep going to place a place where I feel like there's no way out, that there's no light at the end of the tunnel? Or do I do something different? Do I actually live my life? And really that's what it ended up being. Do I kill myself or do I end up going crazy and just living my life to the fullest? And you got to remember that, hey, I was a caregiver in a nursing home. I wasn't a rich guy where I'm like, I'm going to go 
you know, here's my $10,000, $20,000 in savings. Let's go just leave, the, leave everything and travel the world. That wasn't how it was. So I wrote a bucket list. And the bucket list really, I'd say a good 50 to 60% of me really thought that I would never have a chance to do almost all of those things on the bucket list. Uh, things like running with the bulls in Spain, things like riding on the head of an elephant through the jungles of Thailand. Uh, man, just just things for a small town guy who had never even left the country just seemed like the things that you'd read in books or the things that you'd see in those travel compilation videos that, you know, you're like, oh my, how is this guy doing this stuff? And uh, And yeah, so I went from that deep down dark place to just starting to plan them one by one. And Rick, I'll tell you, the very, very first one that I did was actually, it's funny, it was to do a cartwheel. It was to do a cartwheel because it was, it was the only one that I was like, all right, I don't know about all these other ones. I don't know about traveling the world and doing all this stuff. But if I'm going to do one of them, I'm going to do the cartwheel. So I YouTubed fat guy doing a cartwheel. I learned the how-tos the exact technique. And it took me about 45 minutes. I sprained my wrist, strained my groin. And at the end of it, I did a damn cartwheel and I felt life. I felt like I actually achieved something greater than the mediocrity that I have been living for years and years and years. And it, and it seems so simple to other people that, oh, just do a cartwheel. But for me, it represented that, wow, I can learn. I can do things beyond what I've done before. And that's really where it all started. Awesome. You know, what an amazing backstory. I think we've all gone through those dark times. I mean, uh, I have certainly uh, parents divorced. That left me quite confused. I grew up more shy in high school. Uh, before this uh, Daddy Blogger World Tour we're on, I went through this darkness where I was thinking, why have I been domesticated, suburbanized, you know, and uh, I broke out of that domestication, that suburban lifestyle we were living, uh, you know, husband, wife, kids in the, in the suburbs. And now we've, uh, we've also uh, seen the light and we're uh, literally uh, traveling the world. So good on you for uh, overcoming and uh, good on uh, you know um, the people who do unfortunately a lot of people uh, stay in that darkness uh, so what tips or advice would you give to uh, people who are uh, I know for certain that uh, some of our listeners and viewers are going through that darkness what advice would you give to them moment what can they do to overcome Absolutely. thank you for asking and to all the listeners out there even if you're not currently in that dark place just know that life is long Life is long and emotions are fluid. So at some point you're going to need some of this advice that I absolutely have learned the hard way. And that advice is reach out. Reach out to someone who's been there and done that. They've gone through those dark times. Even if it doesn't match up to your situation exactly, it doesn't have to. It's about the emotion. About It's the feeling that it's not possible for you. It's the feeling of watching everyone else go live their dreams and be happy on social media, but you're stuck waking up every morning wishing you hadn't. So reach out to someone who's been there and just have someone hold space for you to process that kind of emotion. Because so often we don't have a space where we feel comfortable just saying like, you know what? Life is pretty crappy right now. Like I'm not feeling very good. And that's my truth. We always want to make everyone feel like, oh no, every how are you doing? Oh, I'm fine. Oh, I'm fine. Fine is not living. Fine is not exceptional. 
finds not where you want to be. So process that information, process those emotions by actually talking to someone who's been there. That's my number one. And then my number two is actually accepting that you're in the place that you're in. And most of us just ignore it or we distract ourselves with TV, with alcohol, drugs, porn, other, other kind of things that really are detrimental to us, but they're great distractions from what's actually happening and where we actually are. So accept the fact that you're there, first of all, and say, all right, this is where I'm at. Instead of just going around and around and around, running from this fact that deep down you know is there, say it out loud to yourself. Like, this is where I'm at in life. You know, I am depressed right now. I haven't gotten, I haven't done anything that I thought that I was going to do. And here's where I'm at. Because you can't make a change unless you accept where you're at. That's the truth. And those are my top two. Look where you are, accept that, and then see where the heck you want to go and talk to someone who's made that change, who's been to the darkness and who's found their way out. Absolutely. I just want to reiterate what you've said there and echo it. Um, you're not alone when you're going through those hard times. I mean, you actually feel completely, totally, 100% alone, and you feel that uh, no one will understand you. They'll reject you. They'll, uh, they'll judge you. And you feel that uh, you don't want to reach out. You want to stay in your cocoon. And uh, that's when you need to. And it's, it's a tri tricky dichotomy uh, mm -hmm. because um, when you're going through the darkness, that's the last thing you want to do, tell others. Uh, but yeah. that's the thing you need to do the most. And, uh, you know, it's easy for us to say it when we're going over the, those, those humps to say, oh, you know, get the help. Yep. Uh, it, is, it is hard. So I just want to acknowledge that. Absolutely. And thank you for saying that. That um, Make sure to please, please understand all your listeners that it's not just some guy on a pedestal who's saying, my life is amazing. Your life sucks, but it doesn't have to be. Buy my course for $19.99 and I'll teach you how to, great, how, how to be happy again. That's not what I'm saying here. All I'm saying is that I've been there. I've been to the deepest, darkest places of existence that I never want to go back to again, and I found my way out. And if one man can do it, anybody can do it. That is something that I live by, and I, that is my absolute highest truth, is that if somebody else can do it, you can do it too. Um, yeah, and speaking of uh, someone else doing it, like one of my big goals, uh, Chase, is to visit every country in the world. And that seems very lofty. It seems a little bit big, hairy, audacious yeah. to say that I want to visit 193 countries. I'm currently at uh, 66 as of uh, Trinidad, which I arrived in two days ago. Uh, yeah. but, but the thing is, there are over 100 people that have done that uh, of all stages and uh, lives, uh, you know, uh, genders, um, uh, careers. Most of them aren't millionaires. They just decided to pursue that goal fearlessly and recklessly. So that's one of my bucket list items. Uh, I actually had a chance uh, before the interview to look at your 100 items. And uh, I love the fact that they were so diverse. Of course, there are a lot of travel uh, bucket list items uh, like most of us have. But you also covered uh, emotional things such as reconciling the relationship with your father, spending more time with your granddad, and uh, so on and so forth. So I love these bucket list items. Um, uh, to be a better dad and a husband, to coach your kids' uh, um, uh, sports team, etc. So, did you pick these items? Was it just random, whatever came to your brain, and just, or uh, was there some rhyme or reason behind how you picked those hundreds? Yeah. Okay. First of all, I never, ever, ever expected to show anybody this list. I was in a place where I, I, uh, this was crazy to me to even think that any of this stuff was possible, even the simplest stuff. So yeah, I just wanna throw that out there first, that 
when I was writing this list, there are a lot of personal things on there because I never thought that I would share it. It was like sharing, it was like a journal. It was so private. So I was able to, to be like, cool, this is actually the truth. Sitting on my couch in a dark room, uh, you know, in my house. And, and as I was writing that, I did one of two ways. So there, there's multiple ways to write a bucket list. One is to get a bunch of friends together, get excited about life, write out, ooh, that sounds so fun. What are you thinking about? What am I thinking about? The other way is to really feel into yourself about like, what's my truth? Do I really need to see the seven wonders of the world? Is that something that's actually important to me? Or is that something that I'm just doing for other people? You know, what what's my truth? Am I, do I really want to go skydiving, it sounds like, you know, that's, maybe that's not for me. Maybe something on my bucket list is to read a book every week for one year. Maybe something on my bucket list is to, I see, I see there's like so many Trinidadians walking behind you, it's so fun. I, I just forget exactly. that you're in Trinidad, by the way. I'm so <laughs> exactly. Uh, anyways, sorry. Yeah, yeah, getting, getting to the core of like who you are, because really a bucket list isn't just a list of th things that you want to do. It's not, it's, that's like wishing on birthday candles. It's pointless just to write, oh, okay, like this is all the stuff I want to do. And then it's, then it's just done. Really what it is, it's a blueprint for your life. It's a blueprint to say, you write out all of it. And, and for me, it was, wow, I had no idea that I wanted to travel so much. I had no idea that was like a desire for me, but it's something that excited me the idea of that. And as I wrote, I wanted to write more. Ooh, I want to go to this place too. Ooh, I want to have this experience that had never, I had never allowed myself to dream big. So allow yourself to dream big, but also go deep and understand that this is your list. And don't be scared about writing something on because guess what? It's yours. You can change it. You can absolutely change anything you want on that list. For me personally, I, I chose not to change anything on the list. Uh, it was just something that was sacred for me. But other people say, oh, I don't want to write a list. Because then what if what if 10 years from now, I don't care about making a million dollars. I don't care about travel. I'm like, great, change it. It's yours. It's your life. It's your blueprint. Do whatever the heck you want. Write new goals every year. I, it doesn't matter to me. So yeah, I'd say that uh, one of the most important ways to do it is just to feel into yourself and say like, Am I doing this for me? Is this something that I actually want to do? Or is this something that just like kind of sounds cool and people would love me for and they would accept me and it's all about other people instead of something about yourself? Yeah, yeah you know, you when know, you start, start doing the bucket list, list, definitely your creative juices start flowing. Uh, I've done one on my blog. If people want to check it out, it's daddyblogger.com. Um, now I, I, I'm not as focused on crossing off every item on that list. I've uh, focused just on that one singular goal of visiting every country. That, is, that alone is hard enough. That's my one big top list item, which I'll be so fulfilled, uh, happy, and over the moon when I complete. Nice. Uh, then we'll go hit the moon or something else. <laughs> yeah. uh, tell us about uh, some of your bucket list items, and uh, you know how many of the hundred have you completed? And uh, tell us a little bit about um, the journey to actually uh, achieving these items one by one. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So right now I've done 71 of the items. I just did uh, one of the ones that I've been most excited about, even since I was a little kid, which is to be hypnotized, which is to be hypnotized. And that was a really incredible and deep experience. 
I, uh, as I wrote it, it was almost like a, a Las Vegas show, kind of like bark like a chicken, or I mean, bark like a dog, you know, squawk like a chicken and, you know, act like that. But really, it was a deeply spiritual and intense experience where I was able to tap into parts of myself that I just had never, never known. And, uh, and really, that's, that's one thing that I want to, I want to answer your question fully, but I want to, I want to say that like, almost all the time, you'll write something on your bucket list and something totally unexpected will happen because you were on the path of, of completing that bucket list. You say, go ziplining in Costa Rica, but really when you get to Costa Rica, you fall madly in love with someone and this, you know, these crazy things happen and your car breaks down and you have to hitchhike and life happens when you're, when you're going after these, um, you know, these, these bucket list items. But the question you had asked was, you know, like, what are some of those bucket list items that, uh, that you've written, right? Was, was that your question? Yeah, I wanted to know about the, the, some of the uh, top items and also how you've gone about completing them. Uh, yes. Is it like pretty much 100 and you're going like, okay, number one to 10, or is it a little bit more random in terms of yeah, this theme so fit at this time? So a little bit more about the logistics of completing your list. Thank you so much for asking because people, people ask this and they, and they find ways that, oh, well, I don't want to write a bucket list because then, you know, what if I don't want to do it in order or whatever? You don't have to. Once again, it's yours. You could do whatever the heck you want with it. So for me, I look at it and uh, step one is planning after writing, of course, but the step right after writing is to plan it and to actually see how much is this stuff going to cost me. That's a huge part of it that holds people back is this idea that, oh, a trip to Paris is too expensive and it's arbitrary and it's broad. So what I say is actually see how much money that's going to cost you. Okay, well, it's the flight is $900. Okay, $900. And then the accommodation, well, I could stay in a hostel, so that's about $25 a night, and I want to go for a week. So, all right, like we're looking for a couple hundred bucks for that, so maybe $1,100. Food, let's add another $350. You know, you can start adding it up and you go, huh, it's less than $2,000 for this trip to Paris. I bet you I could save that up in like four or five months. If I really wanted to, I could save that up in four or five months. Wow, this is actually possible for me. So that's the most important step to me personally is it's not writing it down. That's not the most important step. The most important step is planning it all out. And then, of course, taking action on it. But planning it out will make you realize that it's actually a possibility for you instead of just an arbitrary idea of something crazy that's expensive. So that's how I go about completing my items is I look at something, for example, uh, I was looking at this summer, about one month ago, I was like, okay, summer's coming up and I wanna start getting back to really crossing off these items. What things excite me? What things excite me? That is the question. So I look through my list and I go, ooh, Burning Man is this year. Ooh, Burning Man is in August. Ooh, Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest is the next month. Ooh, let's go hitchhiking across America. Let's like, and then I could start getting excited about them. And then after I find out what, and, and I'm just scrolling through my list, there's no actual, you know, I don't need to go in any order because it's mine and I do what I want. And, and once I get excited, then I plan it. And in, within that planning, I see if it's possible for me. Because oftentimes I'll plan something out, let's say that it's July and I'm like, you know what? I, I've been dreaming about doing the Holy Festival in India. And I'm so excited to do the Holy Festival in India. And in my planning, I realize, oh, well, the Holy Festival in India is in April. Darn. Well, I guess I'll just put that on the back burner and then I'll move to the next thing. 
oftentimes it's not like I'm doing this. This is my thing. It's done. It's like, cool, plan it, make sure that it's financially possible, make sure the amount of time that it takes to do it is possible for you. And, you know, be realistic about it. And that's, that's one thing that I definitely want to, to share with your listeners is like, A, it's yours, do whatever the heck you want with it. You know, honestly, it's your life, you don't got to go, you don't have to have your life dictated by a piece of paper. And two, is if you plan it, it becomes a heck of a lot more easy and a heck of a lot more reasonable. Some great practical tips there. I love the fact that it's not just writing it. It's one thing to write it, and uh, it can just stay up on your wall. It can yep. stay in a diary. It can stay on your blog. But if you don't actually take those actual practical steps to plan it and act on it, it's never going to happen. Uh, it's definitely good to first write it. Uh, and it might happen, uh, you know, the act of writing itself is actually a powerful thing. Uh, and also the act of making it public. Uh, I found that when I wrote it, uh, sometimes in the past, I just kept, like, my goals and dreams private. But yep. when I actually put it public on my blog, I shared it on my social media, people were like, oh, wow, you know, I, I can't believe you've done all these items and I'm so inspired to do what you're doing. So definitely highly recommend, write it down, make it public, uh, you know, plan it as you said, and then uh, action is key, right? Yeah, and Rick, uh, one thing you said there, it's so important, is uh, when you actually write it, it can be so powerful because you're speaking it into existence. It's You're acknowledging those desires out loud and you're like, wow, I... I do want these things. And another thing so important that you said is it's, it takes some courage to share your dreams and to speak them out into the rest of the world too. So when you share that in public, here's what you don't expect. There is mountains of support out there. There are just hordes of people who love you, who want, who they're like, for me personally, it was like, uh, when I posted it, people were like, fly fishing. I love going fly fishing. I got a boat. Let's go fly fishing. Oh, whitewater rafting. My brother owns a whitewater rafting company. Let's like, you know, you can just go. I'll hook you up. You know, you get a good deal and everything. And oh, you want to learn how to, you know, make cool drinks like a bartender? I am a bartender. Come on over. Let's make some drinks. Like everybody wants to, wants to help you achieve your dream because honestly, you have so much more support in the world than you think you do. And that's always the case. Absolutely, definitely. Uh, people want to push you towards your dreams, you know. Uh, I, I've been really curious about all these stories. I mean, you have 100 different items, and yeah. I almost want to ask you about each and every single item, especially those yeah. 70 that you completed, because I think we almost could have 70 different episodes uh, <laughs> where you outline all, all of those stories. And uh, in a way, you could probably do your own podcast where you do all these 100 items, and boom, you have 100 episodes in your own show. Yeah, and uh, actually, I do. <laughs> I do have on my website, thebucketlistlifestyle.com, I have like my blog is, I, I, and I'm consistently writing because there is so many incredible stories. I, I am writing like my bucket list item, how I completed it, the crazy, crazy stories, because you're right, uh, living that kind of uh, lifestyle for years and completing 71 already. I'm actively completing another one, waking up for two weeks straight before 6 a.m., uh, which has been a whole, you know, oh my gosh, the... The lifestyle of waking up early and actually taking care of myself this last two weeks has been life-changing drastically. But anyways, as you said, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of stories. 
Yeah, you know, uh, I was on your social media just before our, our call here, and I was looking at uh, the cool video of you and he up on The Price is Right. I remember back in my teenage years uh, watching The Price is Right with Bob Barker. Now it's Drew Carey, of course. Uh, and, uh, you know, I always thought, how would it be like to be on the show? And I, I never actually met someone who I know who's been on the show until now. Uh, so Chase was actually a contestant on This Price is Right, and that was one of his bucket list items. And uh, another cool story here, a little tangent, is that... Uh, the prize um, on the show was a trip to Vancouver, BC, Canada, where I'm from. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's just so random when I was like, what? <laughs> He's going, he he uh, won a trip to Vancouver. So I would love to hear about uh, your experience of being on The Price is oh Right, because I think that's kind of a unique and a cool one. Oh, yeah. And, and also, it, uh, it really encapsulates what it's like to have to be resourceful in order to accomplish some of these bucket list items. Because really, you're not in control with, you know, for me, it was to get on The Price is Right. It was a childhood dream of mine, but also, as you said, like I never thought that I could do it. I've never met anyone either who's ever done it. So I just spent all week, I got up early, I went to Los Angeles, and this was, this was just two months ago, by the way. The episode just aired a couple weeks ago, so this is all brand new, this just happened. And I woke up early, and I waited in line for hours and hours, being interviewed every day and rejected every day going in and sitting for hours uh, as they did the tapings every day twice a day spending 12 to 14 hours of my day doing this and by the last day the very last day man i really honestly like as i went in there i was like wow this is the last day i've been telling my friends and family that i'm doing this and they're gonna think i'm crazier than i already am if i don't get on and uh in the very last episode that i thought that i'd be able to do I didn't get on. I didn't get on the very last one. And uh, and they said, as I was walking out of the studio, bummed, saying, man, all right, well, I went all week and I didn't get it. What kind of positive can I take out of this experience? So on and so forth, trying to stay positive. They, they announce, all right, there's actually two tickets left for the next showing this evening, uh, the next recording. And I go, all right, I got to get them. And I'm walking outside and I hear the um, the backstage people telling people, oh, I'm sorry, the tickets already got taken. And I'm like, all right, well, at least I don't waste another five, six hours of my life because obviously they don't like me. But here's the thing. I made friends with all the backstage people the, the whole week. I was giving them high fives. I was like, we're going to do it. Today's the day. Here we go. Put me on stage. Fireworks. It's going to happen. And I was always so excited and so like joyful the whole week that they're like, hey, Chase, come here. Bro, we saved you a seat. We got you a section. And, uh, and so I got to go and it was the last taping of their whole season. There was, wow. this was going to be it. This is the last one of the week, the last one of the season. There was no other chances. So I went into that interview right before, uh, one, one producer all week, the same guy interviews you every day. So his name is Stan and every day me and Stan, he'd be like, Hey Chase, how's it going? And I just went crazy on the last one. I was one of the crazy people in the audience who were going, ah! And, you know, and I was like, that's the only thing that I've never done has gone crazy. So I went totally crazy. I got called up on, uh, on the Price is Right, went absolutely berserk. And during the commercial break, all the people backstage came up, gave me a hug, high five. And Stan came up and he said, you know why I picked you? Persistence. You never gave up. And I was like, dang right. And that's one thing I'd like to tell the, the listeners and viewers of this thing is have persistence with your dreams. Because so often you'll get told, no, that's not possible. No, every day I was rejected. Every day I had this thought, don't go back tomorrow. There's no point. They didn't like you. Obviously, they don't like you. 
you know, they've told you no over and over again. They've picked everybody else. They don't like you. But be persistent for your dreams because it is possible. And you never know when you're that close. I thought it wasn't possible. I almost didn't show up for that very, very last one, but I did. And I was that close and I would have quit right before I got on. And it was probably the funnest experience of my life to be on The Price is Right. Oh my gosh, me and Drew Carey messing around talking during the commercial breaks about cute Canadian girls in the front row. You know, we were like, it, it was so much fun and I'll never forget it as long as I live. And you know, I'm gonna show notes here and on the video. Um, if you're watching it, uh, I'll put it on the YouTube uh, video and uh, show notes if you're uh, listening on audio. Uh, it was such a cool episode. Uh, and uh, you know, I love your enthusiasm. I love the fact that you tri won a trip to Vancouver for all places. So have a good time when you go over there uh, later, uh, later this year. Uh, so Chase, um, you know, I just want to echo as well, uh, you know, I think we are almost on the same wavelength here on a, a lot of what we're saying, well, a lot of what you're saying I'm agreeing with. Uh, this whole thing about being persistent and not listening to the naysayers. I mean, one mm. of my big, hairy, audacious goals, as I mentioned, was to visit, is to visit every country in the world. And I've been telling that to people and even in my, I'm in a mastermind and these guys are supposed to be super supportive. And these guys are saying like, oh, what about North Korea? There was just a bad incident there. Someone got kidnapped. And 